This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Berg. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. And I'm glad you're with us because we are in a very important series called Equipped. And it's talking about, we're talking about the armor of God and how it is actually God's armor that is on you. And you know, when you have God's armor, you've got everything you need, you yeah. know? And, and God uh, gives you the armor. Absolutely, You know, when he you does. go in the army, they give you the, your uniform, they give you your gun, they give you right. everything. And he delegated his authority to us. Yeah. So um, it's, it's going to be an awesome teaching. And today we're going to be talking about being equipped with the word of God or the sword of the spirit. We've been going over one in each broadcast, but this is really awesome. I'm going to read from Ephesians 6, 17. You know, you know, before I do that, you have to know that you are equipped. You have to know that you, yes, we are children of God and we can come to him in sad moments and sad times and everything. I get it. Asking him for help. You're allowed to come boldly to the throne of grace, but you are also a soldier in God's army. You know, I remember there was a song by Twyla Paris. I don't know if you remember that, Al. It's called uh, The War is a child. And it's talking about how we go out and fight all day and we stand for the Lord and we stand on our convictions and our beliefs. But then we come home and there's something else on our heart that bothers us. And so we get down on our knees and we cry like a child. Both of those things are good, but you don't want to stay in the wimpy, help me, Lord, please, please, please. Because eventually he's going to say, rise up, put your armor on and go out and fight this battle with the Holy Spirit right by your side. That's what he'll do. So this is what we want to do. We want to stay strong and established and firm and rooted in what God has given us to fight. So let's read in Ephesians 6, 17. It says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Now, the helmet of salvation is just protecting your mind, protecting your thoughts with the word of God. And we already uh, went over that. But we're going to talk about the sword of the spirit, okay? And continuing, uh, first of all, thinking about what God says about you and your situation will open the door for you to override the enemy, okay? But now the sword of the spirit is something a little bit different. And it's simple. It tells you what it is, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is your weapon against your enemy. Now, let's look at the armor. There's truth, the belt of truth. There's a breastplate of righteousness. They're sharing the gospel of peace. There's the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. All of this is wrapped up in God's word. Every single thing here is God's word. And this is what it all comes down to. Take from the word and fight the spiritual. Yeah. um, You know, the sword of the spirit, uh, I'll say it this way. Think of a sword and what does it do? What can you do with the sword? And and back when this was written, when they had a sword, they had a sword. I mean, it was serious, big sword. You know, it cuts, it stabs, it causes wounds. Um, Yeah. You know, in the spiritual realm, the word of God, causes a wound to the devil and you're slicing him down 
The sword, which is the Bible, the word of God, is able to hurt the enemy. It's able to ruin his schemes and it's yes. able to thwart his plans. Uh, now, now uh, the word of God here, when we talk about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, it's, it's narrowing it down, Al. It's not just saying the book of the Bible. Okay, uh, what this means is not just general words. It's a direct personal word to you about your unique situation. Because, uh, okay, this isn't a trial or anything, but Lord, do I buy the black car or do I buy the white car? Right. I mean, right? That's not going to be in the scripture. Right. Okay. The scripture says the Holy Spirit would guide you and he will help you and he will teach you. And so uh, it does, you need those those zoning words from the God, unique from God, unique to your situation. Yeah. Like, like if you don't have a money problem and you have a health problem, uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna go confess. My God uh, shall supply and pay all my bills, and He'll supply all my needs according to. No, you're gonna go find a health scripture yeah. that zones in on what yeah, you're going absolutely. through. Absolutely, and there's a scripture for everything. There if you is. understand it. There it really is. is. The, there the, is. The Word of God's got it all in there. Yeah, and it's a personal word to you about your unique situation. So here's what you do, okay? You have a situation here. You go for some sort of a test, and you get a bad doctor's report. So you, what I would do, what you would do, is we would immediately go to the Word of God. But Al and I, we already have the Word in us so much that it'll come up when you need it. You know, mm -hmm. I love that, you know, and we get words regarding health and he healing and there are many of them, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, but those are your weapons to kill the devil off of this situation. You speak them out loud, you write them down, you speak them out loud as many times as you can over it's and over. It's almost like when the devil attacks with something, you, you don't respond to a yes or a no or this or that. You just take the word of God and speak it out and just slice them right down with That's the word of God. Right. That's him. what you're doing. It's it's like he's he's got something scheming and he's trying oh, to take yeah. you down. And you stand up and you just say, "The Bible says or this. It is written. The Scripture says this. The Scripture says." That's what I believe. And it's like a sword just taking him down. Wow. This is this is your lifeline. This is your saving grace. These are your weapons. But. The point of this is God may choose one specific scripture he wants you to focus on. Because, yeah. you know, the Bible is full of all of them. And so you just do that. You repeat out loud over and over again the one scripture that God gives you. And you need to, sometimes you need to say it over and over, not because the first time it'll take the devil down. You need to say it over and over so it gets in. It's for you. It's for you. It's, right. It needs to come up. It needs to be in there. So if it isn't in there, just say it over and over. And yes, I'm strong. Um, you know, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of peace and a sound mind. I have a sound, sound mind. God did not give me a spirit of fear. He gave me a spirit of peace and a sound mind. And sometimes you can find different versions of the Bible that, re, that say it the way it works for you the best. And you just memorize it right. and say it over and over and over. That's right. So well, what's the scripture say in Hebrews, Ange? You want me to read this? Yeah, Hebrews 4.12, it says, for the word of God. Now, this is how powerful the word of God is, is living. I mean, it's alive and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, 
penetrating as far as the division of the soul and spirit, the completeness of a person. And in other words, it will show you the difference between what you're thinking carnally and what is in your spirit. It will separate it to show you the vast difference of how when we think in our own thoughts versus the word of God, how different that is. And of both joints and marrow, the deepest part of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. I love it. It's living, active, and full of power. It, yeah. It's effective. Oh, I love reading the Word of God. It's like you can feel the power coming out of it. You yeah. can feel the life coming out of it. Yes. But, you know, he's talking about here judging the heart and all of that. Sometimes um, we get some pretty bad thinking going on in our heart. It's really bad. Yes. And yeah. this, the Word of God will expose it. He said, well, this is not the right thinking. Yeah. And it's in my heart. I got to get it out. How do yeah. I get it out? Rebuke the wrong heart attitude. Speak the right one and speak it over and over until you have the right thinking in your heart. Right, right. And, you know, take a two-edged sword, which it says it's sharpened on both sides and it cuts and it separates just like Al said. So you can see what is of God and what is of the devil. It's really, it's really cool. I mean, God has set it up in such a way where there should be no questions, really. And you, and, and, and if you don't understand the Bible... You need to ask the Holy Spirit to teach you and help you to understand Scripture. Okay, that's what he's there for. Okay? Always when you go to read the Scripture, the first thing you do is pray, Lord, give me wisdom and understanding so that what I'm reading will make sense. And then start reading. Yeah, this is, this is really important now, but this I want to get into. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.16. We are taught by the Word of God. But get this, okay? We are also disciplined by the word of God, Mm -hmm. but not by God himself in a judgmental way. Right. Okay? And this is very, very important. Now, I want to read you 2 Timothy 3.16. This is good. Yes. It says, all scripture is God-breathed, given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error and restoration to obedience for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. And this is where we mess up big time because we can give a full grace message from soup to nuts. And then at the very end, we could say, but make sure you don't sin because sometimes God punishes and judges just so you'll, you'll come up a notch and you'll, and you'll be better at, at doing and you'll overcome your sin better. That's not correct. We are taught and disciplined by the word. How does that work? Okay. Uh, what does the word I'm, say? I'm stealing. Yeah. Okay. Very little things from work. Just say I'm taking a pen. I'm taking a pencil. And every day I take something else, you know, or whatever. And I'm sitting there and I'm reading. And it goes, thou shalt not steal. Then it tells me in another scripture, you know, God will provide all your needs according to his riches. And you start reading all this. You go, whoa, I guess I was stealing. And I guess I don't have to because I can actually trust God. And then I repent for stealing. And I say, I'm going to trust you to provide for my... This is how you're taught. This is how you're corrected. It's by the word of God. God is not judging you. I have to get that in. You know, the first way that God does discipline is this scripture. The the word of God is profitable for reproof and correction. 
first thing God would do was say, this is what the word says. This is what you need to be doing. So as you said, we're corrected by the word because this is what it says. God does not, you know, crash up your car or do some terrible calamity to teach you something. The first thing he does in discipline is this is the word of God. This is what it says. You need to be doing what the word says and not doing this, you know, the whatever you might be doing that's right. in, directly against the word of God. So we're, we are initially corrected by the word of God. Right. But we have to want this and we have to be open to being corrected by the word of God. Because some people uh, don't, they ignore it. And whenever they read the word of God, they think of their neighbor. They think of somebody else who needs to stop doing that. They think of the, you know, person who offended them. Yeah, yeah, they offended me and they never personalize it. Right. But you need to allow the word of God to correct you. And if you want to use the word discipline, you fine. But he's not judging you. The, The one thing that God does do, and I want to say this, Al, is he does train you, but he doesn't judge you. Okay. And the judgment was put on Jesus. Why are we bringing it back? But he does train you. And now let me... Training is different than a punishment. Right. The training might be very punishing. Well, it might be humiliating and whatever. That's what I mean. Very difficult to do. But but I'll give you an example. God says, okay, okay, what job, Lord? We have two here. You allowed me to go on two interviews. Which job do you want me to take? And he says, I want you to take this job. So you take this job. You have an awful boss. You have awful coworkers. Uh, they're working you into the ground with very little money, never give you days off, never helpful. The thing is a complete mess. That's a training, but that's not God judging you. It's a training, and there is a difference. When, when you go in the Army, the first day, they start to train you how to be a soldier. Right. It's difficult. It's hard. But they're not punishing you. They're on your side. They're trying to teach you something and train you. That's right. So God does train us. He does. And And once you've done your training, the devil will come and try you. It's your enemy who tries you. And I think that we don't see this right. It's, right. it's, it's understanding a right, a correct understanding of, of God's nature and how he right. operates He's not bashing you over your head for your sin. Your sin was done. He, he trains you. You're in the military. He's training you. And sometimes the training feels like a punishment. But yeah, it isn't. It isn't. I know. And that's the difference. Because Jesus took the punishment. And somebody said to me recently, well, how far do you go? Where's the line? Where is it drawn? Does he, did he take your punishment for this sin but not for this one? No. He took it all forever and ever and ever and all future sins. Most people seem to think that Jesus took 90% of your sin. But you have to do the penance on the last 10%. Yes, yes. Because you got to feel bad. Yes. You have to feel bad over that sin. And so you got to do that last 10%. That's worse than anything. That's really making, in other words, when, when we take communion and, and we believe, you know, taking communion in an in uh, incorrect way, which could cause you to be sick or whatever, is not understanding when he said, my body was broken for you. His body was broken and was killed for your 100% salvation and your 100% healing not 90%. That's right. 
taking right. it and believing 90% is taking it in an unworthy manner. That's right. And it's it's nullifying what Jesus did on the cross. It's yep. like, oh, slap in the face almost, you know? Wow. And, you know, and, and not understanding what Jesus did is is and why he did it is absolutely major. You've got to know. You've got to know it. And then make sure you, and if you don't know it, Here's what that scripture means. Many are going to be sick and dead. It's not because you don't know it. It's because your authority, you won't use your authority because you don't understand what Jesus died to give you. And when you don't use your authority over your sickness, you'll get sick and maybe die young. Maybe, or so well. that's what that whole thing is about. But God you know? doesn't make you sick in right. any way. He's never going to do that. The right. reason why you, you know... Uh, you get sick and die young and all those kind of things is because you're letting the devil in the mix right. because you're not believing you're 100% forgiven. Right. And when right. you don't believe you're 100% forgiven or you have to do penance, you have to feel bad for a while. Right. It's just giving the devil an inroad. I always say the devil's got, you know, he's looking for a rip in your screen. Yeah. And that's, that's right. all he needs to get in. That's right. That's right. So we've got to take this seriously. Otherwise, our lives are going to be just less than best. But if we actually respond to the word of God, our life will be blessed. So, you know, we established, Al, that the word of God is our weapon and our sword. But what do we do with this in our everyday life? And, you know, <clears throat> I think of receiving a bad doctor's report again. Well, one of the first things was when you get a bad doctor's report is you... Rebuke it. Say, I don't receive that. That's a lie. That's a lie of the enemy. Even if you have the symptoms, you got to remember oh, you are the right. already healed, protecting what you have, not the sick trying to get healed. Right. So that's part of all of this. Right. <clears throat> you know, you can you could say, well, wait a minute. I, you know, you get a, a report of cancer. There's been no cancer in your family. You have taken care of yourself totally. And even if you haven't, you still have a right to be healed, you know? You know Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago to take your sicknesses. So begin to get mad and speak out loud. You know, Talk to those book, symptoms. Uh, by a medical doctor, an MD, he wrote the book, and I read the book, and he said in the book, the best tests we have, the best, are only 50% accurate. Ooh. Now, it's a medical doctor saying that. So when you get a bad report, that could be at least 50%. Wow. At a minimum, it 50, could be 50% wrong. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, this whole COVID testing thing that they've been doing, the man that invented the test said, if you turn up the, like, the volume, it's really called squelch, if you turn it up too much, you'll get a false report. And they were told to turn them up, and they got false reports on this COVID, one after the other after the perfectly healthy, perfectly fine people get a report, you have it. It's a lie. Or it can That's be really a lie. a lie, yeah. So yeah. don't receive the lie. That's right. That's right. You know, this is one of the things that I do if I have a physical problem. I would sit there and say... Um, Whatever, whatever it is. Okay, I'll give you, in my example, it's hearing loss. Mm -hmm. And this is what I say. I believe I'm healed. The word of God says I'm healed. I am already healed. Mm -hmm. The hearing loss that I'm experiencing is a lie. And a lie can be very convincing. Yeah. That's it's the way, good. that's the position you take instead of, oh, no, no. Because you're choosing to exalt the word of God. 
God above your symptoms. And you that's what it. I always do. You, you know, it. I remember when we bought our home, we, we had a house built in North Carolina and it was uh, on Thanksgiving, it was being built. We were in another house and all of our kids were there. And uh, it was it was really cool because, um, well, it was the first time the entire family was together there. And we were so excited to bring them over to the house to show them the house. And, uh, you know, they have, they it was dangerous area because the two by fours were up, but that's about it, you know? and there mm -hmm. was nails and everything on. So I'm the one telling everybody, watch your step, watch where you go, just be careful, you know, and, and uh, just be aware is what I was telling them. And uh, so they were all out in the backyard and I didn't see that they were going out there. So I said, oh, and so I zoomed out to the backyard and right in front of my forehead was a two by four going this way. And I went, boom, and everyone turned around. That's how loud it was. And they heard it. I remember. And I went back, and it was the hardest hit I ever had in my life. And right away, my my hand goes over here, and it's a complete size of a full egg, just <laughs> sticking out right here. This is on Thanksgiving Day. Meanwhile, I'm telling everybody to be careful. You know, I'm glad there wasn't a nail sticking out of that or something. Mm. You know, you think about it and everything. So. Um, Everyone turns and says, oh, are you all right? And I said, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I, I didn't get dizzy. I didn't get a headache. And I immediately took the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I immediately start speaking to this thing. Feeling to it. And, you know, saying things like, this is an accident. It may have been an accident, but it doesn't matter. By the stripes of Jesus, you body are healed. And I talk to my body. You will not experience pain. You will not oh, experience good. discomfort. You will not experience long-term effects. You won't be dizzy. You will not get a headache. And this thing is going to leave me as fast as it came in Jesus' name, all going to the car, in the car. And when I get back to my house, speaking it, telling my body, you line up with the word of God. That is, and then speaking scriptures like by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I was healed 2000 years ago. That is taking the word of God and wielding the sword of the spirit, cutting the devil and any plan he had planned to try to destroy me with this, cutting him to pieces. I remember and that. And it you looked were, bad. You were beat up on that one. And the first thing the devil's going to do is going to say, oh, 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 you need to go to the, you need to go to the emergency room right now. This could be serious. I know. I was, right? I don't and know. what do you do? The fear starts. Right. Like, right. And then the devil's going to say, you know, this could turn into something really bad. You need to go and find every doctor in the country and go there. Can I say absolutely nothing ever happened where it was a concern, where nothing happened. I mean, I never got the headache. I never had pain here. I mean, when I would get up in the morning, I'd look in the mirror and go, whoa. I mean, it was a big thing. There was no pain, no itchy, no hurt, nothing. I mean, I was just perfect. And yes, it took about a week for that to go down, but no long-term effects. Everything the devil tries to lie, lie to you about. And my scripture was 2 Peter 2.24, uh -huh. that by the stripes of Jesus, I, I am healed. I God healed. gives you a word to hang on to. You take it and you speak it and you speak it until you get the results you have. And every morning, even though it didn't hurt me, I still didn't like it. I had to film TV shows. You know, I would put the makeup on and I say, you go down now. In Jesus name, never let down your sword.
Never. Yeah, and Never. you know, when you get prayed for, like you go to a church, you get prayed for, that's it. Now you're healed. you got to stand. You know, um, I, I want to talk a little bit about giving because, I, you know, I, you know, everybody has needs, and I'm not going to tell you what our needs are. And, you know, everybody's got needs. It costs money to preach the gospel. But we really are more concerned about you, and we really would love you to take part and become a partner with us in this ministry where you can know that you are reaching the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ by giving into this ministry. We're willing to do the work. We're willing to do the hard work, but are you willing to release your money into this ministry to carry the gospel? And you know, I will tell you this, that if you do that and you become one with us in partnering, you're going to get our reward. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at VictoryLifeMinistries.org.